0: Welcome to today on Broadway for Monday, March twenty third, two thousand twenty. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tam and
1: I'm Arts and Culture Writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, uh, there's going to be a lot of crappy stuff that we talk about in this oh, episode, yeah. so I want to start Non-stop. with yeah, I want to start with a few really fantastic things. And the first is that on um, I guess that was Saturday, the wonderful Tony winner Ruthie Ann Miles tweeted out. Um, an announcement that she and her husband, Jonathan, yes. um, are expecting a child.
1: Um, so If anyone happy to remembers,
0: see yeah, all of the horrible tragedies that they've suffered um, over the past couple years with losing um, their toddler and the other child that Ruth Deanne was carrying um, due to a hit-and-run accident. Um, it, it just breaks your heart, but to know that they are um going to be adding to their family again is just wonderful. So stay quarantined. Don't see another person during this whole thing um, yes. <laughs> and uh, sending all the best uh, to Ruthie and and Jonathan. And um, it's just a, a lovely, lovely way to kind of give everybody a little perk up in the spirits. Also over the weekend, the theater community did uh, something really great. As we know, the federal government has refused to um, enact their law that would require uh, businesses in the United States to make items that are needed for the best of the national good. So, of course, as we do, theater people have stepped up instead. Of course, um, Javier yes. Munoz um, has been coordinating a lot of this stuff. IATSE, which is the uh, one of the unions on Broadway, that, that includes the theatrical wardrobe shops, um, they've been making... Masks for people, Christian Siriano, who's not really Broadway, but I feel like any fashion designers kind of Broadway tangential at this point, Correct. Um, yes. have been doing a, a ton of things um, to, to help others that need materials, especially the frontline workers in the medical industry that are not getting them um, either from their state or federal governments or um, aren't able to, their, uh, their hospitals aren't able to purchase them either. So those are great things those that people have been doing things. over the weekend. Yes. I also want to let people know about some fantastic – we told you we're going to try to bring you as much content as we can on Broadway Radio during this entire thing. So we had three episodes over the weekend. The first, James uh, interviewed Warren Hoffman, who's the author of The Great White Way, Race in the Broadway Musical. This is a book that um, I actually still have on my Amazon Uh, a tab that is sitting on my browser that I need to purchase and read. I know the folks over at Maximu are doing their book club on this, so I'm sure it's wonderful.
1: Very cool. Then,
0: yeah, then I had my special episode with Oliver Roth talking about the financial and business impact of COVID-19 talked about a lot of stuff. And, you know, we recorded it on Thursday, It came out on Saturday and it was already outdated because we were talking about when we could see shows announced closing And in the meantime, we had two, which we will get to. And then finally, on this week on Broadway, James, Peter, and Michael spoke with two-time Tony nominee Grover Dale, who's had an incredible career from being nominated for Tony's for both directing and choreographing to being in the original Broadway casts of West Side Story, Lil Abner, and more. Um, So great stuff for you to listen to. Dive into all of those episodes uh, over the weekend, and of course... We've got stuff coming up on Patreon next Sunday, the 29th. Jennifer McHugh and I will have our next episode of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. So if you want to get in on that early, make sure that you uh, uh, subscribe to the Patreon.
1: Binge all the happy stuff.
0: Yes. All right, Ashley. We have like just an obscene amount of stuff that we have to get yeah. through. So I'm going to go through as quickly as possible. Um, if there's anything that you need to stop and talk about, let me know. Seem fair?
1: That works for me.
0: So as I mentioned with talking about the Oliver episode, two shows announced closing. The first one came on Friday afternoon or Friday evening around six o'clock. And that is Martin McDonough's Hangman. It had begun performances um, on Broadway. It had actually only played 13 previews. It was originally slated to open last Thursday. But the very next day, it announced that it will not be returning to Broadway Uh, whenever Broadway returns. Uh, This is one of those shows that Oliver and I actually anticipated closing because it was a limited run of a play and it had a star in in Dan Stevens who probably has a lot of TV and movie things lined up. So it's just tough for that one to be able to hold on when there is no date uh, for us to really say this is when Broadway's coming back. And especially actually with these plays that were already limited runs, if you take a month at the minimum out they just don't have enough time to make money. So it's just not fiscally responsible for them to come back if they aren't able to extend on right, the back end. Right. Especially when, even if they extended on the back end, they'd be missing out on the prime spring break months. So that's what happened with The Hangman. And then on typical Scott Rudin fashion, at 30 <laughs> a.m. on Saturday morning, we all received a press release that Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf," Starring Lori Metcalf and Rupert Everett, Patsy Farron and Russell Tovey would not be returning to performances as well. Um, Lori Metcalf uh, is going to have to go back into shooting a new season of The Connors as well. So uh, it just, again, did not end up making sense to bring them back either. They were originally supposed to open on April 9th at the Booth Theater. That will not be happening. It's just, uh, they're so. Many people that are impacted by these closures, you, you're heartbroken for them, Ashley. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. not having two shows on Broadway is the very least of the issues when it comes to sure. the epidemic. Sure, but for those people's lives that it's much more than just a show not being on broadway it's it's about their livelihoods um being taken away and for a lot of other people missing out on an experience and escape that could have brought them a lot of pleasure
1: oh absolutely and i mean to say that one to say that it's just two shows on broadway as you said one uh it is a lot of people's livelihood It is their work it might be their only source of income for the next you know x months but also i highly doubt these are the only two shows we're going to lose so just just two shows for now might be unfortunately five or ten or fifteen more
0: Yeah, on the episode with Oliver, I said that I could see up to 20 shows having to make that decision. Not that I'm predicting 20 shows won't come back. No, right. But there's a list of 20 shows that I thought might have to face that decision. And it could be a a lot of those. It could be a few of them. But I have a feeling if I had to – I'm going to say this now, and I hope, I hope, I hope I'm wrong, Actually, Okay. I get the feeling that there will be more shows that don't return – yeah. do
1: no I'm, I'm right there with you on that because again there are so many factors to it it's what the actors have to do next it's if the theaters already have another show planned in and their schedule up. how much up, money
0: they've lost how much it, money it,
1: they've lost how much the show will cost to recoup generally there are too many factors that yeah. we, we can't unfortunately you know, be optimistic about it and say, well, these shows could close, but they might all come back. That's just not a plausible reality.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very complicated and something that we'll get into as time progresses. We also got word on Friday afternoon evening that the West End theaters have made the decision to remain closed through the end of April. Um, that means they are canceling all performances until April 26th. Um, and they will continue to await clarity from the uh, British government before they actually reopen. But for now, they are closed through April 26th. Now, one of the things that we've talked about quite a bit here, Ashley, is how this will impact the, uh, the union contracts that everybody on Broadway works with. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Friday afternoon, a deal was reached between the Broadway League producers, theater owners, general managers, and 14 Broadway labor unions over an emergency relief agreement for union members displaced by COVID-19. The agreement grants all union members pay for the partial week of performances that was cut short by the theater closures. That was last, uh, the, the first week where they closed on Thursday. Then the normal salary will be paid out for the first week, which was last week, with a cap, though, of 150% of the minimal minimum salary as outlined in the labor contract. So if you're a huge star, let's say Bette Midler and Hello, Dolly! was still on Broadway, where she was making mm-hmm. like $300,000 a week or whatever it was. That's an exaggeration, right. but um, whatever it was. Um, her contract would then be, to, you know, she would get a smaller contract of only 150% of what the minimum is. If it's that's in a musical, I think the last I heard was $107,000 a year. So that was, mm. you know, $164,000 or whatever it is. I just did the math off my head and it's probably wrong. So following that, the following two weeks, we will see union members paid for the contractual minimum. So that means that even Bette Midler in this case would only be receiving $107,000, which is the minimum for a Broadway musical. There's different, um, for an actor, there are also obviously different minimums for plays, there are different um, minimums for each of the different unions right, as well. Right. Those who earn, you know, more than union minimum will obviously receive a pay cut. Health benefits, as well as pension and 401k, will be paid out for those two and a half weeks. Beyond that, only health benefits will be paid out through April 12th. Both sides uh, are open to discussions regarding an extension of health benefits should the shutdown continue past April 12th we also heard in a similar announcement that um the actors equity association and the broadway league have reached a, an agreement on shows that are touring and have been shut down in the uh, the statement um it was Announced by Actors' Equity was sent out to all of their members. It said, quote, you and your fellow actors and stage managers will receive your contractual salary, again, subject to a 150% cap of the minimum salary for the canceled performances when the suspensions began. You'll then receive the minimum salary for your category on the collective bargaining agreement for the weeks ending March 22nd and March 29th. These payments will include pension and 401k contributions. Health payments will continue through April 12th. We have also secured a commitment to discuss additional health contributions the week of April 6th. Actually, what we've seen in a lot of these situations mm. is that a lot of these tours have just canceled. Right, um, exactly. I know that once on this island, um, Aladdin ended up uh, ended its tour, although that was mainly because they were going to be finishing – While this was out, but um, shows that were supposed to come here, Miss Saigon, a lot of these shows are just canceling their tours. Uh, So this is going to be not only devastating to the Mm. Broadway community, but to the touring community as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, there are so many factors to that, but the main thing being that no one can really go leave their houses and do things right now. So what's the point of – and there's there's also the factor that a lot of people have talked about in recent days, what things are going to look like when we all eventually come back and are able to go into crowds again. If there aren't going to be people still tentative to be going out in crowds, if there isn't still going totally. to be a lot of fear around that. So that certainly comes into play when you start talking about theater, especially touring productions, and how willing, especially if your demographic is an older population uh, and yep. out in touring productions, how willing those people are going to be to go back out.
0: Yeah, that's something that Oliver talked quite a bit about in our episode, so I encourage people to listen to that. All right, let's do one happy COVID-19-related story, um, and that is that last week Netflix announced that it would be putting together a $100 million fund for entertainment workers, and $1 million of that will be given to the Actors Fund. The chief content officer for Netflix, Ted Sar- uh, Sarandos, OK, um, said that we will see the majority of the fund given to workers on Netflix productions around the world, which makes sense. Um, they have they literally spend multibillion dollars a year on content. And so making sure that their people are taken care of uh, is good. But a portion of the fund, 15 million dollars, is being divided between nonprofit groups, including that one million dollars going to the Actors Fund. Um, so this is a. Um, uh, a huge donation, and I'm mm-hmm. grateful for Netflix. They're probably gonna see their subscriptions shoot up tremendously. oh God um, yeah That's so not all so it I'm very happy for right them, now. yeah, I'm very happy that they um have been taking the lead and not doing something, you know, some cursory, little like, here's a million dollars, a hundred million dollars. And especially focusing on, you know, I I have no problem with them focusing on the people that work for them um, or I guess not directly for them usually because they're usually working for production companies, but um, I think this is a, a wonderful thing. All right, Ashley. I said we had one good thing, and we got to get now back let's to some of the bad. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Got to have some of the bad stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, last week uh, on Friday, the Broadway League announced that they had made the decision to cancel the 2020 Jimmy Awards, which is the National High School Musical Theater Awards. Um, they saw this coming, I guess. These are usually in late June, so I thought yeah. they might have. I didn't really think much about the Jimmys, but if I had, I thought they might have waited a little bit longer. But when you think about it, a lot of these. Um, The way that people, um, young high school students, uh, advance to the Jimmy Awards is because of their high school musicals that are adjudicated by competitions in their states, which aren't happening. So, uh, of course, it makes sense that they canceled this. They did announce an online songwriting competition that they're going to be doing this summer in conjunction with what would have been the Jimmy's. That is still going on. And one last bit of crappy COVID-19 news. Um, the beloved nonprofit organization, TDF, uh, announced that they were laying off it's their entire staff. Um, TDF, I'm a member, even though I don't live in New York, um, but uh, they closed. And um, I, I, it's just one of those things where, like, how can TDF, which is a, a cultural institution in New York, um, they're the group that runs TKTS and, and all this stuff, how can TDF not be there so i'm they are calling for for donations to help to keep them afloat you know until and after um broadway returns and i hope they do because they God, do such yes. great work in accessibility uh making you know theater yes. accessible uh yes. and and it would be a huge loss for the broadway community if tdf did not return
1: exactly we need them so whatever you can do in the meanwhile to help them do it
0: yeah it's it's one of those things actually where i, I I I want to do as much as I can to make sure that we're talking about where people can contribute. But then I also understand that people don't have as much money to contribute right now. So I I almost feel bad in asking people to contribute in situations where I understand that they might not have much to contribute right now. So please understand that when we say, you know, contribute to this, this is. As you can, um, if your heart and your bank account allows you to. Yes, um, absolutely. It's, it's it's hard out there for everybody. And I know that Governor Cuomo on Sunday said something to the effect of this could be four months. This could be five months. This could be nine months. And he didn't necessarily say like the quarantine and social distancing and all that stuff. But the ramifications sure. of this are going to be immediately and dramatically felt for, I mean, who knows how long, probably most of, of 2020. But all right, Ashley, let's get, Onto our feel-good mm, recommendations, note, because <laughs> I promised that we would be doing it uh, every day. We have recommendations. Of course, we are recording on Sunday, March 22nd. That means it is officially the national holiday yes. All right, known I'm as Sondheim. I'm back.
1: I'm back. You got me back. Yes, it is the... I was feeling despair, but here we are.
0: Yeah. So before we started recording, I was watching the Rosie O'Donnell show live stream yes, um, on and off as I was working on things. And right before we started recording, there was messages from Andrew Lloyd Webber to Stephen Sondheim and from Stephen Sondheim to Andrew Lloyd Webber, as they are both celebrating birthdays. (laughs) Um, You'll be able to see this on, on YouTube afterwards and on Broadway.com. I'm sure. But Andrew Lloyd Webber played happy birthday in a very little night music kind of way. Um, And then he had a very lovely message for, for, for Steve saying that you are the greatest legend that musical theater has had in my lifetime. Um, And which he's, True. Uh, um, and Correct, then yes. Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> There's no lie. No, no. T- t- I've detected no lies. Uh, and then Stephen Sondheim in his bathroom has a huge clock. Oh, thank God. Starts the clock. Thank God. Washes his hands, singing happy birthday. To Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, Weber. my God. So, um, absolutely I love lovely. <laughs> um, I know that a lot of people on this podcast uh, have issues with one of these two. Um, I am what? a huge Sondheim fan, but I'm also a fan of about half of the ALW catalog. Um, and I have no ill will towards him <laughs> other than the fact that he steals melodies. But... Um,
1: yeah, that, that that small thing. Yeah, th- But, I mean, they're,
0: they're, they're melodies that are generally in the public domain. Yeah. It's not like yes. he is copyright infringing. But either way... Mm-hmm. Uh, Although that's debatable. Anyway, so I have a ton of Stephen Sondheim stuff here, Ashley. Just for you, the first Same, one yeah. <laughs> is um, a Subculture released a video from the uh, Sondheim Jason Robert Brown concert that was held last year, oh. in which Katrina Link won herself the role of Bobby and Company. It is Sondheim, JRB, and Katrina Link singing "Not While I'm Around." Then yes. our good I was friend, there. you were there, yes. Um, then our good friend David Levy. Um, who is the? I don't know if he still does it. And I'm gonna, you know, he is the person behind the Tumblr blog. Uh, Fuck yeah, Stephen Sondheim. Feel yes. free to, to bleep that if you want, uh, Ashley. Nah. But he um, has a collection of some lesser-known Sondheim performances or works, Ooh. including Brian Stokes I'm Mitchell singing a that. cut song from Assassins. Madonna, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Madonna singing "Send in the Clowns." Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and here's one that I watched, um, and it's phenomenal. Larry Owens and, uh, and Heath Saunders singing an entire 14 minute suite from Sunday in the park with George. Oh, uh,
1: wow.
0: it is just really, um, really, really great. Um, and there's a ton of them. I mean, he spent hours putting this together Um, and it's, and it's just a Twitter thread. So um, I excited to uh,
1: watch all of those back to back to back. It's amazing.
0: And there's some songs um, in here from like, there was one and I can't find it right now, but it was, Oh, here it is. Um, There's a, a song called conversation piece that was in side by side by Sondheim that only Mm -hmm. ever appeared. The only cast album that it appeared on was the Australian cast album. So, um, so that's in there as well. So that's a great thread. Um, to check out and then because it also is also alw's birthday um alw mm. and Lynn manuel miranda have been having twitter playoffs at their pianos back and forth yeah
1: really really cute <laughs> yeah uh
0: um, uh lin played everything's all right after he was initially challenged by Al- alw of course everything's all right from jesus christ superstar um uh, andrew lorover's show so um alw then uh played um You'll be back, back yeah. from Hamilton, but then he changed up the time signature. Yes, and like to seven, uh, eight it was very fun. Or yeah, seven <laughs> eight because he's Andrew Lloyd Webber and he can. Yeah, um, so that was really great. So I recommend that. And then, <laughs> look, I understand that everybody's trying to be cute and clever, oh boy. Here we but go. actually, <laughs> over the week, the last week, we had not one, not two, but three different parody yeah. videos. <laughs> Of people using the song, I Will Go the Distance from Hercules, to advocate for social distancing. The first one came out on, what day was that, Wednesday of last week, and it was the Skivvies. Lauren Molina and Nick Searley in their own separate apartments doing I Will Social <laughs> Distance. Um, it was very cute, very clever. I love the Skivvies. Then over the weekend, we saw the Broadway Princess Party, which is Susan Egan, Laura Osnes, and Courtney Reed um, doing Keep Your Distance and then we also have uh Randy Rainbow doing uh his version uh uh just called social distance. So I understand that everybody uh jumped on this right away. But as far as I'm
1: <laughs> hey, concerned, on
0: once somebody else does it, come up with a different idea. <laughs> no. But they're all great and I hope they get the message out, but
1: that's it's, just me. It's either that or don't cry for me Argentina so far.
0: Well, I mean, the hands are great and you know, it's kind of washing your hands and she puts the hands up as a Vita. I listened to I've mentioned this podcast before called called Good One. It's a it's a podcast about jokes where they talk to comedians uh, and how yes, they write yes, jokes. Yes,
1: yes, you told me about it. and It's amazing. Yeah, I
0: listen Yeah, I listened to one last week with Whitney Cumming, and she talked about how like she is aggressively um uh, I don't know the right word, but she goes way out of her way to make sure that she is not doing anything that even resembles somebody else's joke because mm. she said to herself, like, I, I don't, she's like, I, I don't, I'm not a funny person. She's like, I can write a joke, but I'm like, I'm not naturally funny. Um, so I feel like anytime I have a good joke, I figure someone else always at, already had to say that. Um, uh, so she like really works hard to make sure that she's not doing anything that anybody else has, because that Respect is an that. issue in comedy where people steal oh, jokes. So much so. Um, it's a it's a very big deal. Uh, so I kind of felt like this. I feel like maybe some of these other folks should have seen the Skivvies video and aborted. Um, <laughs> but anyway, last thing I want to recommend um, is this great production that had been running in New York that I had heard a lot of great buzz about. It is from On Guard Arts. It is called Fandango for Butterflies and Coyotes. And Coyotes is parenthetical. They are going to... Um, be releasing it available online on March 26th through the 28th. It was uh, filmed on the last couple days that it was premiering at La Mama. I'd heard that this is great. I know very little about it, but I saw a lot of buzz about it on social media around the time that it was running. So um, this is one of those things that I'm going to be checking out. And again, um, it's a great way to support these organizations because they are selling tickets for this. Yeah. Um, So if you have the opportunity, if you need something to distract yourself with, uh, Fandango for butterflies all and do. coyotes.
1: Yeah, God knows we all do. Um, so
0: Ashley, before we get going here, because we've gone a long time and there was a ton of stuff to get to, um, one yes. of the things that I think you and I we have been talking about doing is either together or with other people, um, talking about the things that are getting you through or getting us through. The craziness. I'm fortunate that I already work from home, so I'm pretty much not, my schedule's not changing too much, but I know yours is, I know a lot of people's are, a lot Mm. of artists are, so we're going to be talking about that. We would also love to hear what y'all listeners are doing to get through this time, especially if you are homebound when you aren't normally. Um, So tweet us, Facebook us, Patreon us, um, let us know what you're doing to get through this time, things that have made you... Um, happy and all that kind of stuff uh, so you don't go completely stir crazy in your house.
1: What got you through the weekend, Matt? Um, I watched a bunch
0: of TV shows that were on my DVR, um, my stupid superhero shows from the CW. Of course. I had not watched a ton. So I watched four episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I watched three episodes of The Flash. Um, I also watched the the live episode, not live, but like the one that aired on Friday night of Shark Tank, a big Shark Tank fan, even though I know it's, you know, but so um, I needed (laughs) that. Like, I'm not normally somebody who um, has emotional swings. Um, I tweeted about this. Alan Henry and I I have talk about like, yeah, like I'm, my emotions on a scale of one to 10 are usually four through seven or you know four through six or whatever right Mm -hmm, there in the middle mm -hmm. alan always says that their emotions are one through three and eight through ten and nothing in the middle i'm always in the middle but like (laughs) friday yes that is correct if you know alan um my but friday was rough i just kind of felt like jesus what what's going on so i needed some Mm. of that stuff this weekend um so that's what got me through what about you ashley
1: I actually I went on a hike on Friday, which is something I don't typically do, but needed to escape from Brooklyn with the other five people that were actually out and about in Brooklyn. Uh, so I went hiking for a good few hours and then... Over the actual weekend, I just, I'm i not a big phone person. I hate being on the phone, except if it's someone that I really want to talk to. And I feel like I've spent more time on the phone with people <laughs> than I have since I was maybe in like elementary school. So that's been really nice. I feel like that's been the thing that's helped me get through a lot of... The social distancing exhaustion more than anything else. But otherwise, I cooked and I played Portal 2 and I <laughs> binge watched Next in Fashion and some other shows. So not too bad.
0: Everybody's got their own thing. I don't even know what Next in Fashion or <laughs> Portal 2 are. It's a,
1: it's a fashion competition. And second of all, how dare you not know about Portal
0: I, I'm not. A, I'm old. The last video oh game that God. I played, I was like Madden 2005 or something.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, let's get out of here because we've gone way too long. But thank you everybody for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. It really. It, we've gotten a ton of messages from people talking about how um, they appreciate us continuing to go forward during all yes, this. And it's thank it's given you. them It's given them something to uh, distract themselves with, and they feel like they're not as alone as they would be otherwise yes. so that means a ton uh, to
1: us you've all made me cry every single time thank you
0: <laughs> yeah great we will love making ashley cry um <laughs> you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley i know you're a bit on uh, uh, keeping social yeah. media at an arm's length but where can people find you when you do bring it back in a little closer
1: yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley
0: all right we're gonna get out of here thank you so much for listening to us ramble about stuff today we will be back to talk to you tomorrow